Hi, this is Amory Fox, and you're listening to my podcast on your terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Welcome to this week's edition of On Your Terms. I have a gorgeous lady on today, Loretta Nigawan, and I'm really looking forward to talking to her about her journey from working both in front of the camera and behind the scenes to setting up her own company nearly 10 years ago, Lurg Media. Hi, Loretta. How are you? Hi there. How are you, Anne-Marie? Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, looking forward to chatting to you. Great and thanks a million for being a guest today. So Loretta maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and Lurg Media. Uh, So um, I'm the director of Lurg Media. It's a social media marketing agency here in Galway in Ireland and we work with brands to tell their story. We advertise for them online and then we also create marketing campaigns. We still do a lot of uh, social media management for our longer term clients, which means that we are the voice of their brand online. So we write the copy for them. We uh, create content. So we do a lot of videography and video production as part of our marketing mix. And then at other stages, other people create content, the bigger brands create their own content. And then we pick the, the right times to put them out there and work on the analytics side of things as well. Very interesting. And Loretta, how did you get into this business or what made you decide to set it up? Um, oh, you have me all day. Okay, I'll try and be as concise as I can. Um, it was definitely very much an organic um, process where um, I suppose I was always interested in, in Irish culture and in communications in, in different ways. I was always maybe in orchestras or trad groups growing up or um, like went to an all-Irish secondary school and national school and that was always there at the heart of maybe a lot of yeah. things that I did um, and I went on I suppose in college then I went on to do uh, a BA in communication studies with English in England and that was really good I kind of knew at the time I needed to, to to go I didn't really know why and I think it was a definitely something that stayed with me all my life that sometimes you need to to leave something uh, whether that's a personal thing or just your life in general to look back you have a different perspective when you're kind of on the outside looking in and it made me appreciate more about um, kind of who I was and where I came from and I suppose studying communication studies as well you're um you're doing a lot of Lacan and Freud and really kind of looking at um, philosophizing ideas. And I remember I, we had a great parish priest growing up here in my calling uh, for a year or two called John O'Donoghue. And uh, someone gave me his book on Amkara before I left. Um, I'd read it and I reread it again being there and it meant something completely different. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I went, there and then I came back and I was going to do a master's in journalism or either do a course at Asquilga uh, in in UIG 
And it's funny, I didn't talk to my dad when I say I didn't talk to him. I always spoke to my dad through my mum uh, on the phone <laughs> for the three years I was in England. And yeah. uh, I remember it was the one phone call he actually gave me while I was there. And he's like, you know, what you should do now is do the Irish one because you're after doing a BA in English and you'll always have that, but it might be good to refresh um, the Gaelga. And that's what I did. And I suppose that that decision really... Um, brought me to where I was today or where I am today um yeah so I went on to do that postgrad and then I was lucky enough maybe six months after college there was jobs going in TG Cahir um and I applied for it and I remember being in the interview and they said okay we have lots of different positions going and you can we have editing and they went through the different types of jobs and I said yeah. whatever you do just don't put me in a room editing all day on my own because uh it's not really it's not really me yeah. so I, I suppose I, I was very aware at that stage that I enjoyed more the process of being with people and creating things with people yeah um and then my career was very varied um I worked within TG Cahir for three and a half years in kind of more technical roles, vision mixing, and in their lines room, making sure that news packages came in on time and uh, working with the engineers on XY coordinates and making sure satellite dishes were placed in the right place. They did predominantly the, the techie side, but you yeah. were kind of processing information. Um, and then a job was coming up in the newsroom and I went for that and then maybe within three months of that I became a news director and I got amazing training there with North Authority and TG Cahad. Um and I suppose I always had wanted to do a little bit of presenting and I did uh, a tough boss there but at the same time he allowed me he said to me one day, I went in, I said, you know, I'd really like to do a postgrad in translations. And he said, okay, what does that mean? I said, it just means I'll be coming in from one to, I'll work one to eight every day instead of a seven day fortnight. He said, listen, if it keeps you happy, do it. And That's then I go to him for something else. And I was one of these people that always had a few things on the side um, because maybe when you know you're not a hundred percent you know content you're always like trying out a few different things so I always had that as part of whatever I was doing I always had a few things going on and that's very interesting yeah yeah and Loretta is is media and communications is that something you've always wanted to do even when you were very young did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up um no I think when I like as a child I I don't think I knew I wanted to be in media and communications no um I I remember my mother bringing me to a career guidance teacher uh in fourth year I think and because I didn't know what to put on my form and I was like yeah (laughs) and maybe at school we didn't have the strongest of career guidance teachers so she brought me off to Lachray and I met this lady and she just asked me not just about the subjects I liked, but about everything outside of school that I enjoyed. So, you know, I said to her, you know, I love being in the orchestra or in the trad group or I love doing drama. And so she had things like um, made me wear things like, say, arts administration that I'd never heard of. Or maybe you should look at a BA in, in arts or did you think about communications? And that's really that meeting made me think about what I should put down in the forum. But I had a lot of freedom, like mom and dad were very much, um, you know, I had drama and Aberystwyth down. I had communication studies in London University. I had something else in DCU. They were very much 
whatever you want to do, put it down. I wasn't being told to be a particular thing. Great. So that was a great um, freedom to have. And I suppose I've always had that um, throughout my career that I, I've always, you know, I've thought about things, but I, I'll go with something if it feels right. Great. So you really, really trust your instinct there. Yeah, it can get yeah. noisy, though, at times. And it's just knowing what, where to be and what to do. And I suppose when I, I wanted to be crazy, things like a, a Native American Indian when I was a child. I remember going around trick-or-treating the first time ever I was four. Wow. And <laughs> I had a big, massive head, head piece on my head. And yeah. uh, trick-or-treating over in San Francisco. And I have pictures of that. And that kind of stayed with me in a way that I always was interested in that. And I remember heading into Chicago's buying... Uh, quotes I was always a big girl for quotes and now I think the world loves quotes but I remember there was one um and I still have it on it it said um listen to the wind it talks listen to the silence it speaks listen to your heart it knows and just at a very young age I kind of just really liked other cultures and found something in that um and then I went on to enjoy other writers like John O'Donoghue and Paolo Coelho and people like that because I think you need to particularly if you're self-employed tap into that get a, a moment and get some silence and get some perspective Brilliant, brilliant. I love it. Um, and like, I suppose, looking at you then and you had this great career, I suppose you weren't 100% sure what you were doing. You were trying other things. What, what made you decide at that stage? Or was there a particular moment that you thought, OK, I want to set up my own company now? How did that happen for you? Um, I thought it was very much a process and maybe some of the things that I, I, I did along the way that I thought at the time. I remember I was working for a production company in Kilkiron back in Connemara on my 30th birthday. And I was just, I loved the guys that I was working with. They're amazing. And when I look back, I learned so much from them. Um, but I was sat there on my 30th birthday. As I'm, I'm here in the middle of Connemara on my own on a pier at lunch. What am I doing? <laughs> But I was still after working on like fabulous uh, pro- um, projects and they gave me such an opportunity to do to do research and to produce um, really great content with them. So I look back at that and I realize now how much I've learned. Okay. Um, it was with a friend. I think one of there's been many moments, many. There wasn't one particular light bulb moment, but I remember sitting in TG Car, we're in the the production room and I was sat at a sound desk and myself and my friend uh, who went on to be a great producer director he was sat there as well and I was doing vision mixing at the time and this Luke Kelly song came on called uh, The Button Pusher and we both kind of looked at each other and we just started talking and I think we both knew I couldn't stay in a gallery situation it just wasn't me and okay. I admire I, I was an okay vision mixer there was a million people better than me but I admire people that can do that type of work but I suppose I knew then that I needed to be kind of at the process before it finally goes to air or gets broadcast that I needed to be part of the creation of something um, right creating okay. the content um and I think he did too I that was a moment I I remember back and was literally just listening to that uh Luke Kelly song about a button pusher oh, but wow yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the many moments, I yeah. think. Okay, and then you went off and set, set that up. So you're nearly 10 years there at the moment, which is, is fantastic. Would you, like, what advice would you give yourself starting out again? Um, 
Yeah, you'd love it. You'd love an awful lot of advice when you start off, I suppose. I I didn't decide um, one day, oh, I'm going to set up a company. It was very yeah. much an organic process. And I remember one day, day being in the canteen in TG Carr and I had left. I'd gone from TG Carr to RTE to private production companies. And then I was covering a maternity break for the picture desk, which was basically the person that would gather the pictures to put them out to the media to promote programs. Okay. And within every single position within the station, I learned so much. Um, but I was sat there and their head of communicate, head of uh, marketing was out at the time with his back. And they had no social media presence. They had a, a Twitter channel that had maybe this about eight years ago, maybe uh, 200 or 300 followers on it. And there was the guy from commissioning and from um, another girl, Mary Nichine. She was in um, uh, another department, uh, the finance department head of it. And I just said, like, why don't you take just a percentage of your budget for marketing and put it towards social media? But I, I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew they needed to be there. Okay. And then maybe four or five weeks uh, later, they said, they just gave me a call and said, oh, do you want to come in and have a chat? And I literally thought I was meeting the same two people, but I went into a boardroom. I had never done a presentation, although I had done presenting. I'd never sat and done a, you know, a PowerPoint. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't even have one of those ready, um, <laughs> which is ridiculous <laughs> when you think about it. Um, but whatever I said that day, and I don't know what it was, something clicked and they took me on two days a week and then three days a week. Um and then I suppose they, they had to, for legal reasons, put it out for, for tender and that happened and I got a section of it and then we got another piece of it. And then I realized I can't do this on my own and yeah. I was really enjoying it. And what I really enjoyed about social media was that it was storytelling. It was a little bit of journalism. It was creating video and visuals. It was a mix of a lot of the things that I'd learned in the last, say, the previous 12 or uh, 12 years. And yeah. So it was very, I knew I wanted to do it. I met a few people on Twitter at the time as well, which, who helped me along. Um, they were on their own paths. And as Gaelge might say, it was a very dark time because <laughs> people didn't believe me and people were saying Facebook will be gone and you're crazy leaving your full-time pensionable job as a news director to go off and do this. And, yeah. um, but you kind of know when you know and I know that's a really hard thing but sometimes you just know you have to go on a, a different path um yeah and I suppose my main advice would be just to 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 listen to yourself and to listen to your body um I kind of see the mind and the body and the soul as one and that they all work off each other and sometimes if you do have a funny feeling in your tummy or you're getting a headache in a certain situation and you're feeling a bit tense when you're around certain people there's a reason for that and yeah. just to question that yeah um, yeah yeah like I love the fact that you said um it was a bit of everything you had learned over the last 12 years so that part of your job that you felt you were always looking for something else it just sort of came together in that situation that this is what you wanted to do going forward and I suppose back eight years ago and it's not that long ago but as regards social media and stuff it is quite a long time in in those circles so how readily were people able to you know was it hard to get customers at that stage you know how did you manage on that side of things um so the way it started out is I started with TG Carr and covering for them two or three days a week. I was still presenting at the time an arts and culture um, slot for 
the main evening news there. So I continued that for, did that for four or five years every Friday okay. where I was doing arts and culture uh, roundup of the week. Yes. And so I kept that going and that was taking me a day and a half or two days, say research. And then you were out on the road shooting the other day and editing. So um, that was the first part of it. And then the second part I so it was just me and them. And then I was like, oh, there's something bigger here because more and more people wanted social media, not just media stations or TV yeah, stations. Yeah. Um, smaller businesses wanted it. So um, it was really when needs must. So when I got married in 2014, I knew I needed somebody to cover. I wanted a honeymoon. <laughs> and course, I knew yeah. when you start out on your own, you're working every single day. Yeah. And how do I set this up? How does it work? Um, so I just had kind of set Lurg Productions um, up and then I got my first part-time staffer, which was like four days a week, uh, trained her up on our main client. I had other smaller clients, but um, anyway, trained her up, went on my honeymoon, got married, came back. And within a very short period of time, I was um, pregnant with twin girls, uh, which was amazing. Uh, but that also as a woman who has just set up a business that kind of throws another clangor in there and um it's funny since they've been since they were born they're five now that's really been the growth period of Lurg Media so Lurg Media has been there in on paper for for many years but really it's the last five years that we've grown where um where I've brought in teams where after I had the girls I went I did a course with the local enterprise office called um, how to set up your business. Now I was already in business three yeah. years, <laughs> but I found it amazing to be around other people that were going through the same process. Um, I needed to get my mojo back because my head was in the clouds. I was just exhausted as well because they were probably about uh, three or four months old and I had to go back to work. Well, I went back before that, but um, yeah. I just had to be around other people that were going through that process. And I learned a lot about, you know, differences between limited companies and, and, um, you know, sole trader and which should okay. you do. And yeah, it's important to know that information, I think, mm. starting out. Um, yeah. And yeah. And then from there I knew, so we got, um, I think one of our first clients was the Galway Theatre Festival. Again, oh, going with things that, that I was interested in and I'm very interested in promoting Irish culture and everything around that. So we worked then with Barbaro International Festival for Children. Um, and then bit by bit, the word got out that we were in town. We did a lot of um, outside broadcasts and um, we did recordings of Mockness all on our mobile phones, trying out kind of kit and trying out new things. I love it. I get a great yeah. buzz off that. Yeah. And then upscaling, like the way we work is like we have a core staff and then if a project comes in, we could go up to 10 people working at one time. So wow. two weeks ago, Fantastic. I was in Dublin recording a, we're, we're helping to launch the new Irish English Irish Concise Dictionary. So it's the first of its time in, in 60 years. It's all online, but this is the actual book. So the company come to us and say, how, how do we market this? And then we come up with ways that they, we believe that um, people get to know about this. So one of the ideas we had was, let's do a video about words, new words, old words, words that have been with us all our lives and words that, you know, the Gaeilge for app or the Gaeilge for for, for new words like feigning or selfie and they're included in our video brilliant now, we're not I think with COVID as well it's it's been challenging but anyway we got we got the video made great but my point is that day we had a team of maybe 10 we'd someone out 
with another client in Inishmion. She was uh, taking photographs for a new website we were creating. We had two or three staff back at base. And then I was there with two actors and say a crew of two or three. So that's a busy day. <laughs> but that's then we brilliant. do come back to the office and we're, we're on a new project. And the more planning time that any client can give us, I think the better the, the outcome of the, the, the product. And I believe in that, you know, that failing to plan is planning to fail. That would be a thing my, my dad would say a lot growing up. Yeah. The more time you can spend planning a marketing strategy um, the better it's going to be in the end. Yeah. Do you know what I love, Loretta? It's just even listening up when we first started talking and you were saying about, you know, your love of the Irish language, your arts, the culture, and all the projects that you seem to be working on are aligning with all those areas that you are actually very passionate about. It really does seem to have lined up well for you. And maybe those are the, the jobs that are actively coming to you because there's a passion there behind it. But it, it really sounds like it, it's all come together in that respect. Absolutely. And I think we've been very lucky to work with the likes of the Goy Arts Festival and, and TG Carr and First Nguilge promoting Irish North and South. Um, Ali and the Gwiltachta who are like, like the Arts Council for Gwiltachta areas. Um, and I suppose if you follow your passions and now many jobs will come in and now what I do as well, I do bring them back to the team because it's, I'm not physically working on every single project. And I go, is that something you you guys think we should bring in yeah. it's very important for me for them to be happy working on what they're ha- what they're working on as well brilliant that's um, fantastic i believe yeah. if you have a happy team your your work is going to be so much better um, absolutely people will give you that extra little bit when you need it if they're happy doing or if they believe in what they're doing um, yeah. uh, so yeah and do you know yourself Rosa, what makes you happy oh <laughs> Um, what makes you happy oh a lot of things um I really think COVID has been a game changer for me personally that I'm much more rooted in where I am and who I am um I suppose you're always kind of looking around your shoulder and because I was born in America people were like why don't you live there you're crazy not to go over um but for me I just knew that um I'm it's a I don't know is it a coincidence I'm back living in my granny's old house but for me it feels really right um family is important to me and it's really important to the the man I married as well so that's great I think family and our extended family um is Brilliant. really important to us um the what makes me happy I'm back sea swimming and I absolutely love that um, great I did the like the I used to do kind of the relay part or the swim part of relays for for um for people before if they were doing triathlons and stuff um and I forgot about that and during COVID but there was a tiny little bit of extra time I, work was crazy it was the busiest it's ever been because we're in that space of online which is amazing yep. I'm not yep. saying the books reflect that because there was a <laughs> lot of pivoting and reimagining contracts and a lot of what we do is events so we're out and about yeah. filming at events we're we're tweeting from live events, from conferences. We did a beautiful conference last year for the, um, it was the medical conference of curiosity.med. And it was just amazing to be in a room with all these doctors talking about how they're curious and the relationship between doctor and patient. And our job on that was like to film all the doctors that have come from all over the world to ask them questions to get that content up and out during the So the exciting. And then to be tweeting live as well oh, and listening to the likes yeah. of Mary. Cassidy and different people but um yeah it's quite diverse our work um but if you can do it for for the arts and culture you can do it for a medical conference it's yeah, all about just having um 
the pillars in place and know, okay, we do a lot of fast turnaround content. So if there's a festival on or a conference on, we'll have something shot in the morning and it will be up on social that night. Yeah. And that's um, how fast it has to be. Yeah. And I think my news background of all the things I've done, the three years um, that I spent as a news director with New Authority TG Car were three of the best years as in the things I learned and the skills I learned there where every day was a new day. The news went out and the next day it was like start again. And sometimes you can't be perfect in news either because you don't have the time. You're under so much time constraints that um, it's helped me as well, maybe not to be a perfectionist in everything I do. Sometimes you have to let things go. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's important. Um, I'm lucky that, you know, we're a good mix in the office, but sometimes you do as a leader have to say, okay, there's enough time spent on that. We need to move on to the next thing or know how many edits to give something as well is important. Yeah. 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 And a lot of that will come and does come with time of the years spent doing it in your background. Who inspires you, Loretta? Um, So many things. Um, It's, it's very hard to pick, to pick one thing, but definitely my parents, um, my husband, my children. Um, I'm a big believer in what you consume, the people you surround yourselves, yourself yeah. with, um, that they're going to have an effect on you. Um, yeah. And this is going to sound like the maddest thing, but I don't know, like I found like two parish priests that we had uh, growing up in our village in my Cullen um, really did inspire me. So there was um, Father Clinton and his stories about Nelson Mandela and I remember coming home one day and I used this quote on my wedding day, but it's one my mom just really kind of talked to me about after being at the sermon that there's no passion to be found in playing small. It's in setting, you know, that we need to, that everyone's capable of living a big and full life. And I think that always stood out with me. And then we were so privileged to have um, the great writer, John O'Donoghue. Yeah. And listening to him growing up, just made me appreciate who I am, what I am, Kayleshu, where you're from. And that's just a big part of me. Um, I feel with COVID as well that there was a real individualistic culture. And now we're so much more realizing how connected we all are. I know it's because of a, a virus in a, a very weird way, but yeah, I do feel, um, and going back to the work setting and the business setting, you know, it's about creating a happy environment and that your work will flourish I believe if, if you're in that environment we're very much about quality in Lurg Media and it's not necessarily always about you know bringing more and more clients it's more about keeping the clients that we have happy and maybe because I had the girls very early on in the Lurg growing that it hasn't grown hugely but um, we're kind of happy with the pace that that we're at yeah yeah a whole mix of people, but I would definitely say those two parish priests and writers influenced me a lot. And um, yeah, I think. And I, you did mention uh, John Dunhu's book that, you know, you got some years ago. Um, is there other books that you um, would recommend people read or books that stood out for you? Um, I've always loved reading. I suppose one of my favorite books growing up was Ina Blyton, The Faraway Tree. So I've always loved to escape into another world, if you like. Yeah. And I think that's what books do on podcasts. They, they bring us out of our present moment and into uh, a, a different reality for a while. So I love the escapism part of books. Um, 
this year I read uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama. That would have been one of the, the great books um, that I read this year. Probably every book that Paulo Coelho ever wrote, uh, he wrote The Alchemist, love him. And yeah. there's another guy called Malcolm Gladwell. He wrote, he wrote Blink and Outliners, um, which was just looking at success in all its shapes and forms. And um, I just found that that was a really good book, how he examines the likes of the Beatles. Why did they become successful? And he looks yeah. at the amount of hours they spent in Germany playing music for like nine and ten hours a night in really grubby places and they had their practice put in and the same thing with famous footballers or basketball players that or or musicians that it's about you know that practice and it's practicing your courage or your your art form and yeah but that's yeah. really important Absolutely. I, I concentrate a lot on on kind of I'm not great with fiction um but when I do read fiction it's more steeped in reality so I love the likes of um Sebastian Barry uh one of my favorite books and I suppose it's all about love and loss and religion and Ireland and the Ireland that we lived in like say going back 100 years ago and looking into our history um and history has always really interested me as well I've been really um loving podcasts uh recently as well I listen to um to Hector and Tommy Tiernan for a bit of a laugh and there's yeah. three girls that have one um an Irish language podcast called Bioregan they're on RT on the radio now as well but they're great just they're like you're kind of eavesdropping on their their lives and they're very open I'm a big Oprah fan I've always been a fan of Oprah there's yeah. two sides to this all the time but yeah even in secondary school I used to save up to buy my Oprah magazine in Eason's um, yeah I just I loved whatever she was doing. And I know the, a lot of people in the world love her. For me, I love Secret um, Soul Sunday and listening to her. She's great. And then yeah. I do listen a lot to Gary Vaynerchuk as well. He's like a, a New York that has a big, massive um, marketing company called Vayner Media. And it's fast paced and it's crazy. But sometimes on a Monday when I just want to get going, I'll throw him on. And he's great for tips when it comes to marketing okay. any type of business or just for work ethic. He's an amazing work ethic uh, and great to listen to him. So a real mixed bag, but I suppose I do. I've always loved psychology and sociology and looking at the why. Definitely a lot of different uh, books and podcasts for people to, to listen to. Have you advice, uh, Loretta, that you would give people if they were looking to make changes in their life at the moment? The advice, it would be to be as true to yourself as you can um it's all about timing as well so sometimes things don't happen for a reason i'm a big believer in that yeah um if you're going out on your own and you're in a relationship with somebody else uh man woman husband wife uh, whatever it could be that person definitely needs to to support you so i'm very yeah. lucky that i have a lab other that was happy he he grew up in a you know, they had a, a shop growing up and a and b So he understands the work that you put in when you're beginning a company. And just to realize it's, it's not easy. So you, it needs to be aligned with your passions and potentially your, your values in life, whether that's, you know, commitment or open-mindedness or just think of your core values. I think as an entrepreneur and as a, a person in business, if you're starting something afresh, potentially that hasn't been there before you want your own lurug um, or your own mark to be left on it that it needs to be something that's aligned with your own passions um, and maybe to go back to that thing that was on my wall 
as a 12 year old that you do need to listen to the wind when it talks and uh, I love that. listen to silence as it speaks and listen to your heart because it really does know um and one of my favorite sayings is in a west grade and it's so true that if you try and follow your heart but it's very hard to to find out what that is at times because we get distracted and I don't feel I was ever unhappy kind of in my roles or that I was always living the life that I wanted to lead but I knew sometimes I stayed too long at something but it was it was noise that stopped me it was just not listening to myself and for me I you know I do a little bit of meditation I have my little altar at home I do a little bit of yoga I'm going to sound like a pure hipster but <laughs> these are the things and the the tools that they quieten your mind to, and get you to listen to your heart I suppose yeah I have a very very busy mind and I find it super hard to switch off so even at night time I might be like at the moment I'm reading a book of poetry that we're hoping to promote in the coming months and yeah it's hard to switch off but I do switch off from the the doing but maybe not always the the thinking um advice um the planning that to, to get some kind of plan. So if you're in a job that you're not that happy with, or if you've, if you've gone out and you started a business and it's important to know when to let go as well, everything doesn't work out and every contract doesn't work out. Um, and sometimes it's for the better of the client and the company when that happens, that, mm. you know, sometimes you do have to, to, to move on and to remember time time is our most important currency like money can be lost and found but lost time is lost forever and I know my mom would be like she was great at reminding me of this when the kids were really small and it's like Doretta you weren't home again tonight where were you and I was like I know and I needed that just for the equilibrium someone just to tell me to pull back occasionally um and to remember those moments the simple things um like I love that poem that we learned at school called Sov Milish, be Sov Milish or Waskin and Doris, a Hulkman Cuddy, on a Majari, Marsween, Marin Law, the Hun Waskin Glan, and Zen Lavin Dogger that the day would come where that little hand that had been on the door handle and placed the sov or the, the jam on the door yeah. handle would be gone. So I do think when you're setting up a business, it gets so, so busy. There's never, when you're off, you're never really off. And that's what you sign up for, I think, when you sign up for beginning something new and yeah. just to know that it's to be tough. prepared for it yeah and to know that to pick something that you're happy with and that potentially is aligned with your own individual passions because yeah. if you do I that couldn't the agree more because then at least you are doing something that you're passionate about and the time you're putting into that is valuable then exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and Aretha would you say you are living life on your own terms now I I believe that I am. I I believe that because I I decided to get married and have children, I'm living the life that my lab author and I and I have decided that we want to leave yeah. want to live. Um, yeah. I believe that the choices I make are um the choices I make affect not just me, but they affect uh my family. So I'm aware of that. Um but I am living the life that I've chosen and really I think most of us are and it's important to know we are where we are because of our choices yeah. and if you don't like them that you have the power to change them. Love um, it. I'm just looking forward to the next part of the story and looking at um, kind of 
where we might go, where we might end up. But I suppose in Lurg Media, the word Lurg means to seek to find or to leave an impression. And that's what we we try we try to do with every class that um, we work with is to leave an impression of their company out there on social media and to make a difference and to help spread the magic of Irish culture, kind of one digital footprint at a time. And from a, a work point of view, I'm really happy with, you know, where Lurg is at the moment and the great team that I brought together. I really believe in them. Um, for me, I have to have a, a team that I believe in around me and I love seeing them grow as well. Um, Brilliant. And I think COVID has, I know it's, it's just brought an upheaval, but it is kind of, important to realize how interconnected we all are uh, whether that's in your work environment or at home that it they all affect each other um, I think we're seeing a more holistic potentially world evolving which um, is welcome and yeah. that the individualism that we were prone to really putting up on a pedestal like looking at a man or looking at a woman that's doing amazing in life but forgetting that there's a lot of people that got them there um, yeah so I wouldn't yeah. be with all those various influences I've had throughout my life. Brilliant. Um, no, look, I really appreciate you um, taking time this morning to uh, talk to me and I wish you nothing but success in the future. And like yourself, I'm looking forward to seeing the future of Lurg Media and, and how everything goes. So thank you so much, Loretta. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.